world life camera act high back to your regular programming let that sink in your programming hmm. now what's happening from the braxtons where they family values are all just manufactured or with the kardashians keeping up with them leaves you fractured underhanded statements they making are also overrated television giving out poison because we gladly take it Remote control, words both ways. They control what you see, which controls what you say. They get paid, you look up to them. They spend your time on them, then the cycle starts again. Pull the wolf from your eyes. These wolves are sheep in disguise. We hold these views to be true. Change the channel before the channel change you. What you saying, cuz? Uh, another life. Okay. Another life. Another life. Coming soon re- to UDK re- Records. No, 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 no. Y'all don't make y'all don't me. <laughs> Which one you want? Big <laughs> Red. Uh, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Whenever time you decide to listen to this, we appreciate it. Uh, I just I figured the topic that we're gonna have. I just play that. I was a little nervous to play no. that. That's that's old. That's me. Shout out. If y'all didn't know. Uh, if y'all didn't weren't aware, so we won't easy. Uh, let me start this off right. Let me make sure I, I do this properly, right. ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, haters of all ages, welcome to the UGK podcast. I am your host Jay Easy. To my left, Hex. To my right, KG from DC. In the middle, Nizzle. And in the house, as always, Jay Is uh, what's happening, baby? Everything's good. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, Another yes, week. sir. Yes, sir. A few things. This week, first of all, wellness check. How are y'all feeling? No good. Don't I? How y'all doing? Good. Everybody's, good. Here, everybody's here. Ready they to get right into mind, this. Sane. Ready right. to get into this. Maybe for another week. Today, March thirteenth. Y'all mm-hmm. are gonna get this a couple days later, but March thirteenth today, the one year memorial of losing Breonna Taylor to a senseless act of violence and white supremacy in its rawest form. Right. Say her name. Breonna Taylor. We love you. To the family, we send our prayers, we send our thoughts, our best wishes. Peace and strength. To anybody else who's been affected by this, to everybody who's affected by this. Because even if you don't have a family member that's been struck down like this, or anybody particularly, uh, it could be you. Indeed. So always remember that. With that being said, uh, today's, uh, today's episode is a little bit different than what we usually do. Yep. Usually we come at y'all with the latest current political facts of the day, keep y'all well informed right. up to the minute. But today we're gonna go a little bit differently. We were having a conversation Two weeks ago, right? Before that, though, like at the beginning of the conception of the podcast, uh, Hex had brought in a great idea to explore the effects of media on society. Uh, Hex, if you could just get into that just a little bit about uh, the the way that we're going to be coming at that. Right. What what, what happened was I I found myself caught up in a couple of programs uh, that were non-existent before. Mm -hmm. And what got me was, again, they were shedding light on truth. They were shedding light on things that are often ignored, uh, that don't get highlighted. They were going down some some holes that were going to hurt some people, mm-hmm. enlighten some people, educate some people, and shame some people. And but more importantly, what it was doing is again giving us a voice for black issues, uh, black pioneers, black struggle, 
and black pain. Mm -hmm. And the greatest part about it was it was so multifaceted and, and, and the different shows that existed were coming about in the time that I said to all of you, as much as I watch TV, man, you, you can't imagine what I'm getting caught up in. And it's multifaceted in the, number, in the different hosts, it's multifaceted in what the topics are about, but at the end of the day, it's like, a, it's like, a, it's like the best class I ever took, mm. is watching these shows that are not just, you know, we hit a topic, and and they and they they they, they browbeat you with it. You know, you, you you hear the civil rights movement, and it becomes uh, so much of what you've already heard. And then you might get a tidbit of that here and there that you, you weren't aware of. But in this case, it was something from the past, something ongoing, something that is affecting you that you didn't know was affecting you. And so when I said when I brought it to everybody's attention, I just wanted us to realize you don't. First of all, it's just a, um, it's a blessing that we have the options, mm -hmm. right? Because for so long we didn't have have options. Now we have mul a multitude of shows. We're going to highlight those today. Uh, and again, what we were able to do is we sat out here a couple of weeks ago when we came before we started, and we sat with KG, who brought up you know a show called Amend that's hosted by Will Smith, mm -hmm. and how that took us down the road from a political perspective and mm -hmm. from slavery to, to current times. And then we, we were able to then see that there were a number of other things that were happening. Again, shout out to Soledad O'Brien. Yes. I salute yes. you all day, my sister, because again, what you're doing with Disrupt and Dismantle on BET mm -hmm. was just so inspiring. What was happening again now is a new show that we have out that's um, called The Soul of a Nation that's, that CBS is featuring. Um, that's shining light on a number of hosts. That, that, that they kind of split that up into different people yeah. and they hit different topics. Again, from things that are uh, culturally uh, uh, enlightening to things that are, you know, to issues dealing with TikTok as we speak, or mm -hmm. shoe sales and things of that nature, and realizing once again, we were able to kind of wrap it all up in the combination of learning who we are, knowing our value, and, and or knowing our worth, and then how we move forward. I really want people to understand why this is so important. Media is not just a pastime. We look at media, social media, television, music, we look at it and we look at it as an escape, escapism. Mm -hmm. Media is more than that. So much more. Media is, uh, at its basis form, propaganda. Indeed. Propaganda is a military tactic that they would use to be able to control a population's psychological response or the psychological well-being before they would go into battle. Right. So when you look at the the media that is presented to us you have to kind of look at it as your intake as your diet it is like exactly you, right. see, you, you see you see your people, mental diet they're on instagram they're on twitter wherever and they're posting these nutritional facts mm -hmm. and their diet plans saying you got to watch what you eat and watch what you intake but we don't do the same thing for what we look at in media but that affects your psychological health yes indeed and and a couple of the 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 uh, the media projects that we want to present to you guys today is another form of diet that yeah. you can take. And I, I just... Some vitamins for you. Yes, yes. And these are some programs that I've been looking at. Hex came up with a few of them. KG came up with a few that I've been able to watch. And I've, I've just been inspired. That's it. By what I've been watching. And it's, it's been wonderful. Um, The first one that I, that I kind of want to get into... Uh, is Soledad O'Brien's effort. Yes. Uh, disrupting, dismantle. Yes. And I looked at the name. When Hex 
first brought it to our attention, I, I looked at it and I was like, disruptive dismantle sounds like, you know, like some shit that you do for like in war. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so I looked it up, right? I looked up disruptive dismantle and I saw a lot about her, like yeah. her project. And then I looked a little bit further down and I saw a website for the Obama administration's mm -hmm. goals with ICE. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the hell is this? So then I looked and disrupting dismantle was actually part of their goals in order to combat uh, transnational criminals. And I, I was like, whoa, okay. So when I looked that up, let me just peek real quick. Uh, let's see. In identify, investigate, disrupt, and dismantle transnational criminal organizations. Right. That's what the Obama administration used for, and she used it to disrupt and dismantle institutional racism and uh, inbred white supremacy in America. And I just thought that was brilliant. And I, I thought that was brilliant. I want to say the first time I heard the phrase, and I could be wrong about this, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I think it was when I was, when I was hearing about the FBI dealing with... Um, with the uh, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X era, okay. and all of that, so I think rights. that's the first time I, I remembered hearing. Like Cointelpro? Yes, all of that. It was when the infiltrations and mm -hmm. all of that. I think that's the first time I remember hearing about disruptive dismantle. But it, it could be just similar to that. But, uh, but so everybody here has been able to, to check out her project. Yeah. Uh, a few of them, at least. I know there are six. On BET, correct? As we speak. Yeah, six mm -hmm. right now on BET and then season one. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just going to start. Which episode that you watched, you feel touched you the most? I know the one that touched me the most. What, which one really moved you? Well, uh, the one that got me the most off the top uh, was the idea of the effects of uh, what's happening in Nashville. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if any of you are aware, um, but again, this is the... 37208 mm. zip code. Mm -hmm. This zip code is the highly, the most incarcerated zip code in America. More people who live in 37208 are in prison than any other city in the country. Nashville is not Manhattan. Nashville is not Miami. It's not LA. It's not Atlanta. It's not Chicago. And what has happened there is they have systematically destroyed the potential future mm -hmm. of this black community. They destroyed what past would have been able to give people the uh, the energy, the strength of knowing despite we still can. Mm -hmm. That's what they've done there. They have destroyed the school system where kids aren't learning, yet they're still being passed on to the next grade. Kids, aren't, kids are learning how to play the game and not getting an education. Mm -hmm. They had parents who found themselves having to approach different school board members to say, why is my child not learning? And better yet, why am I just hearing about it now? How is it that, again, I sent you guys a, a, a link about the kid that was in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. The kid had a .13 and is considered at the top of his class in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. There's the a third. He's in the top third of That's his class. Tough. There's a reason this is happening. They're allowing him to remain ignorant while going through the process of getting the piece of paper sooner or later. And his mom found out while he's in twelfth grade that he's going to have to go back to ninth grade. That's a motherfucker. Isn't that that something? is a motherfucker, man. Oh my. But if he found himself out in society with a high school diploma, but yet not a high school education. He's the guy you sit down at work trying to figure out what's wrong with this guy. Mm -hmm. And it's because the system failed him, but the system failed him on purpose. They're hoping that sooner or later, the lack of opportunity that he will have 
uh, for um, given to him will lead him down the road to this systematic system of going to prison, doing something that's going to force him to have to survive because he'll have nothing else to fall back on. And then once you go to prison, now you become the slave that they wanted from, from the beginning. So now they get to use the prison to make them food. They can sell you the food, right? So they're going to tax the government from that, which we all pay for. They're going to get him a uniform. They're going to get him a, a jumpsuit, which we pay for. There's the guy who's going to make his flip-flops. There's the guy who's going to sell him the calling card. He's going to have to buy some food and some snacks in there. There's a person who then funnels the commission, the, the commissary. So what we didn't realize is you would think of it as little, little bra bra. Let's just say little Dante made a mistake. No, you didn't. Oh no, no, you, you showed up right on time when we needed you to. We don't need you to the, to we, till the other ones have to leave. Till there's going to be room for you. You were formed into a vessel of ignorance. And what you realize is, you, as you continue to go down this vessel, you'll find about the '94 crime bill, which we talked a lot about, and how yeah. there was a number of people who thought if you increase the punishment, they'll just stop doing. But we never got into how they even afforded the opportunity to do bad things when we already said we don't have the boats and ships to bring this stuff in here. So why are we the ones being caught with it? I loved, there was a, I forget her name, there was a young lady who they interviewed who had a, uh, a Propel, Propel was the name of her organization. Mm -hmm. And what they did was they gave a holistic approach to each one of the kids who came into the program. Like she likened it to going to the doctor. Mm -hmm. If you go to the doctor, you say you always get headaches, they don't just give you medicine. They Assess give you the a problem. full assessment so they can say, okay, well, you might be having headaches, but it's really because of your liver. Not saying that, but it's, it's right. something else. It's not just because we need to give you aspirin. It's this. It's not just a one-stop shop. It's not one-size-fits-all. Right. And her response in the program that she created to try to combat that, was that just it was great. Her name That's is Sonya Thomas. Yes. yes. Sonya Thomas. And her approach to it was something that we need to start thinking a little bit more, but we can't know to think this if we don't know the problem exists. Right. Like, I didn't know about this code before I watched this. And you know what? It's, it's uh, Hex and I was, well, Hex told all of us about something great having to do with his nephew. We were re really uh, happy about it. Absolutely. And we were, um, we, but it's, it's, and I'm not getting on that part as much as the point we were talking about with, about HBCUs. It was like, you think the problem is so big that you just don't try. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that puts us in certain situations where it's like so. So we're just like at the mercy of what we can get. Right. We have to move to the right area. We have to uh, go to enough parent-teacher conferences and take numbers of the right right teachers. Yeah, all these things we should do, but not everybody's capable of. Yeah, but we literally have to either wait for the right charter school to come around and make the lottery, or we have to like make these programs yeah make these programs that specify helping each and every child in their best way yeah uh yes. Irv, which one uh, affected you the most so I, I haven't seen as many episodes as, as you guys have mm. um but the one that, that that jumped off the page with me was the one about dallas <clears throat> they were talking about the this, where you live can put 15 years or take 15 years off of your life right. mm -hmm. um, and it started off with um, uh, talking about a lady who was her her house was basically they put a, a shingle factory or shingle dumping yeah, shingle dump, dump, yeah. a, a, dump. a dump site right behind her house right. and then came and brought another one to put <laughs> right behind <laughs> her house so but basically uh, they were talking about how um, they've made it so that the, the, the poor section of Dallas gets you know you get slaughterhouses and industrial districts 
yeah, some place that, that that can be industrially uh, what's what's the word? Um, it's environmentally unsafe. Boom! Right. So uh, the lady who lived here, they they made a point to say that um, not far up the road where these industrial places are not allowed. The life expectancy is fifteen years uh, more. Fifteen years more than where uh, these people uh, are, uh, and of course, it's black and brown people who yes. populate these neighborhoods. Yeah. And then go back to find out that historically, these neighborhoods were built up and segregated red lines purposely only have black people to it's make actually, sure that black and brown people were were the ones that were in these lower, uh, low industrial. I mean, low poverty. Uh, high industrial districts that weren't safe. Clearly, um, it's it's just it's 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 not. It's a shame that this has been going on for so long. It's not new, and it's still going on today, regardless of what our conservative brothers and sisters try to make you believe that everything is equal. You know, there was uh, KJ. I'm gonna get to you real quick. Uh, there was a another program that we're gonna get to, and they talked about reparations. And when you think about reparations, you think about slavery. You're like, you know, you weren't a slave and your parents weren't a slave. Why does that matter? But reparations is not just about slavery. It's about the entire process. Right. And all of our, our family, all of us have family members who can give us stories right now about redlining, about Jim Crow, about segregation. They can give us stories about that right now. We can bring them in and they can tell us about what they went through. Right. And to think that something like that, what you're saying about the districts and the areas that were cordoned off for black people to put them in that would lower their life expectancy, can you put a dollar amount on those years? Like You, you can't even put a dollar amount on those years that they lost. We're just saying to, to make it right and have some kind of equity and some kind of a reckoning in it. I just wanted to put that out there real quick. Uh, KG, which one? The map was literally saying Negro Zone. It's, it wasn't yeah. just. It wasn't just. Hey, you know, um, that's cheaper housing over there. Maybe more black people will just move there. No, it literally said Negro Zone. It also highlighted the idea that in this particular area, they were also listed as places not to invest in. Mm. So, so now you wonder why you can't get a new shopping center. Oh, they have purposely said no. Yeah, on yeah. purpose. Yeah. So you, you you can think that it's downtrodden and not realize. No, no, no. This was done on purpose. It's not, well, why, why do they need a, well, everyone needs a, a new whatever, mm -hmm. and which will make that neighborhood, that community thrive. Yep. And that's it, the point. And it doesn't matter if you did it to harm Negroes or you did it simply because white people wanted to have a better neighborhood. It doesn't matter what your intentions were at that point. It's just that once you decided to harm people and intentionally not care about them, let's put it that way, that's you it. intended to not give as rich a life to these people. So when you talk about racism and its effects, because it's not just racism, like you said, it's also Jim Crow. It's also mm. all those things that it's also, you know, getting shot while black, you know, all those things. So it is the culmination of all of the mal malicious effects that resulted from your racism toward black people and brown people. Mm -hmm. And I just like to say, um, you know, definitely big shouts out to Miss O'Brien for bringing this to yeah. To the attention and to the forefront, and um, you know, this is structural. It's structural. It happens over a period of time, and to th turn a blind eye to this is, is just sickening to me. And um, it, Jay, you talked about um, community activism, and I think that that's going to be the key going forward. That we're aware, but we start taking those minor steps. Well, not really minor steps. They're big steps. Mm -hmm. The first steps are big because the first people that confront that. 
um, they they don't meet they meet a lot of resistance and not a lot of um, yeah. credibility. They don't have a lot of credibility. I think it's for it's it's our job to stand behind those people who who come forward and and you know are kind of the pioneers of change. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, the episode for me that really struck home with me was the one about the uh, Gullah Gullah mm-hmm. families. Gullah Geechee families. There was one where there are, and I, I forget the name, but there's basically a way that you can inherit property mm-hmm. without any kind of formal documentation. Right. It just comes to you because you were the next in line. But because the process it not only comes to you, but the ownership of ownership of it is split into everybody in your bloodline. Yeah. So if you have a plot of land that you're uh, that you're owed, I mm-hmm. guess after a loved one's death, and it comes to you, it's not just to you. It could be to 150 other people. You all get voting. Loaded. You all get voting rights. You all get some. So when I saw that one. I was like, okay, well, they had these people, and they got this land, and they're going to live on it. But they have 150 people below them, so all it takes is one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one person yep. who has a little bit of your blood to decide to say, I'm going to think about me. I'm not worried about y'all. This is about me. Mm-hmm. And that one person stand, stepping out of line is enough to make the whole thing come crashing down. Just think mm-hmm. about how many generations of Gullah, Gullah families there were. And you would think there would be a whole lot of them and mm-hmm. at least a, 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 a significant amount of land. Mm-hmm. There's not even a lot of land that we're talking about. This, that they're dividing up amongst not at all. all of these generations of folks. I mean, not it's, it's not at all. In, the, in the, uh, the episode, there was one family and they had, uh, I forget how many acres, but they had it broken down into three sections. Mm-hmm. The A section was by the water, then the B section and the C section. Of course, the A section was worth the most. So one of the family, air quotes, family members started working with Hilton Head to try to get this from them. So he went, talked to them, got the lay of the land, you know how snakes do, tried to figure out what was where and who owned what. And then all of a sudden they got a notice saying, yeah, so your distant great, great cousin is going to agree to bring this to sale. And then Hilton Head is going to buy section A, but you can get B and C. So they had to move everybody from A into B and C. And then all of a sudden, they got another letter saying, hey, guess what? Um, I know we gave y'all B and C, but they will give us some more money. So y'all gonna have to move again. And they took everybody from those two sections and put them into one. Then they moved into C, and then all of a sudden, they said, okay, we're gonna give y'all a little bit of C. All of these families that live there because of one snake-ass relative. And what they were able, how they were really able to manipulate it and take it from the beginning was through the tax prop, mm. the, tax, the tax situation. Yep. What they would do initially is hit you with the estate tax for the property, tell you, give you a deadline for when it would be due, knowing you couldn't pay for it by that point in Margin time. Margin call. Yep. And they would decide, yep. you know what? I'll give you 50000 for this $500,000 worth of property since you can't seem to come up with the 40000 worth of tax. Mm-hmm. And we're going to find a way against this. We're going about to turn this into a resort or we're about to turn this into new housing. And uh, I remember I watched a program that was prior to this about that whole thing was talking about how 
unfortunately, what was what was happening is the kids who were growing up, they were going to college, they were leaving the island mm-hmm. because they were feeling as though they weren't. You could see what was happening. They'd have grocery stores on the island. Mm-hmm. You had to cross the bridge to get back to what we would con- consider society, right? Civilization, and that's the only way they can afford to continue to live the, the modern life in in that particular part of the country. So they kept it that way on purpose. So it was it was a deterrent for you to even be there. It would become a burden. And now you have to have enough finances to survive in this in this place that's still living on yesterday's principles in today's times. Now, at some point in time, you're going to run out of money, mm-hmm. which is what their whole game was. And they're playing the long game. And if you saw the houses that they built, come on, man. It's yeah. an insult. It's disrespect. And more importantly, it's not that we can necessarily... What we're doing here today is again not we don't we can't necessarily solve every issue we can't stop everything but people who are living in those areas people who are not aware of these shows once you become weaponized with knowing there are people who are fighting then you can possibly join the fight in your area if that affects you specifically yeah. that's the whole point and that's what makes it so dope that they even putting these programs out because we know the powers that be don't want us to know this stuff yeah yeah and see I haven't seen that episode yet but. Uh, and it's not to say I know everything about it. I know a lot about it because that's where my family's from. We are, I am Gullah Geechee. So, like we talk about this shit at family reunions. Like, like we we we've we've lived this stuff. Um, and it's really mainly people mainly focus on the on the islands because that's usually Solomon's Island and all that stuff. And yeah, they just it, 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 all of it is not snakes. Like it is it is some people who just do something, but a lot of it is lesser educated people back in the day people not being able to see the future and how things are going to be that it, what it's worth would have, would have been mm-hmm. a place that you don't live and right. never lived you on that you own a little piece of and yeah. it's like and somebody just comes to you and say hey do you want to sell your part hey we got like 20 people here already that already sold some of this do you want to, want to sell yours like I live in Chicago nigga I don't know nothing about this I've never mm-hmm. been there I don't even know these people mm-hmm. That's one way. And they, they're hoodwinking you because you don't know the value. Right. You can have it evaluated, but as it is right now, it's not worth anything right. when it when they first started, started doing all this. But it's crazy. It's just like <laughs> people that don't know where they come from have no, no way of evaluating what it's, what it's going to be worth to anybody else. Mm. So if you're not or informed, who you heard it. If, if you're not informed, you're not connected to what's going exactly. on. You, you, can't, you don't understand how to... You how can you make a proper? De- how can you make a proper decision on something that you've never been to that you don't? Even if you have been there to visit, mm. do you know the people? Mm. Do you know why that woman lives on the hill and why everyone everyone goes to visit her? Mm-hmm. Do you know who um, owns that little corner store? If you if you don't have that feeling about it, then it can make you feel it. It would make you feel differently if you did know this, those people. Yeah. So you um, and these shows are a good way to alter your diet, to alter your connection. Because a lot of times when we see these articles and we see these news reports, even though we know that they're black, we don't see them, we, we, don't, we can't see them as a whole yet. We know Breonna Taylor. We can't see her as a whole, we just know that she's our sister. Right. We don't know what makes her human. We know she's human, we don't know what makes her human. And these shows made each person who was involved mm-hmm. human. Yeah. And that motivates you to be connected to what's going on. And that was one of the things that I thought that was dope about it. Does anybody have any final thoughts? Because we're actually a little bit over. Anybody got anything? Let me just, Hatch? Let me just shed a little light uh, just, to, just to expound on it. First of all, we, 
we're, we're like we said, we're trying to enlighten, we're trying to educate, and we're trying to entertain. But at the same time, I just want to make sure we, we get these names out. Uh, there's a young lady who's running uh, a program called Gideon's Army. Mm-hmm. One of the things they have in, in, in Nashville is they have a free clothing store. They have a free clothing store that's giving people opportunities who don't have who don't have the means. And it's, and right about now with the social media game, mm-hmm. you, you rarely see somebody put up a picture of themselves not not looking their best, right, right? right? Looking like they need. And this is a situation where this young lady, her name is Rashida Forgata, and Rashida Forgata is, is doing something big in her neighborhood. Aside from that, you also have, and again, uh, what you have is. Uh, this gentleman named Bishop Marcus Campbell. He started again gangs. It's gentlemen and not gangsters. Mm. What he's trying to do is grab young men who are out there, perhaps fatherless, who don't have mentors, and being one, so he can tell you the wrong the wrong roads he he he, he traveled, the mistakes he made, the similarities in his life to your own. Because times ain't really changing, but so much, especially right. in certain in certain communities, right. as far as your opportunity, what your chances are, what the potential for your chances are, and this man is again doing everything he can to change that three seven two zero eight from being the largest incarceration uh, a zip code in the country. Mm. So their focus is again um, at the end of this whole program, they want you to walk away with a suit, a shirt, a tie, and shoes, and look like a gentleman. Mm. And one of the things they talk about is how the investment in the students in private schools, they're investing technically twenty five to thirty thousand dollars per student Mm. in the public school system in the same same area code, same zip code, eleven thousand dollars. So as the woman spoke, she was saying, if you're if you're investing three times into these particular kids who make it to these private schools, why are you? It's not even a matter of, you know, why won't you just get yourself together? No, there's a system being that has decided not to really invest in you becoming potential your 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 greatest potential. You do you have you, that, that's the last one? You have anybody else? And then, and then last we have again Purpose Prep. And this is run by Lagra Newman and their whole thought this is a charter school, mm-hmm. but it is K through four, uh 98% black. Uh started in 20, in 2013. And their whole thing is the school. They're trying to, to eliminate the school, the school to prison pipeline, mm. because you, once you realize your opportunities and your and your potential for even changing your life isn't there, then that opens the door for people who hit you with a shortcut. Yeah. And the shortcut, as I mentioned already, involves them making that money off you. Yeah. And if we can if we can do anything, it's push that agenda. Do you realize you're being played when you when you decide to join and participate in some things? that we don't actually own. Mm-hmm. They own all of these things. They own the dope. They own the prison. They own, they, the own, they, own the, they own the block you're mm-hmm. fighting on. They own the neighborhood your grandmama's house is in. If you if you saw it that way, then perhaps you would you would approach it a different way. Yep. And we understand it's it's so many nuances to it. It ain't just simple. Right. Just walk out the, and walk mm-hmm. out the street and decide to be Obama. We understand that. But if you're being armed with knowing this stuff, if you're being armed with knowing that there are other people who are on who are on television, because I call it that magic box. That thing can destroy you or it can enlighten you. Mm-hmm. In this case, you got some people who have fought obviously to get some things talked about that are never talked about. So what we need people to do is get energized, get educated. Get enlightened and spread the word, and so and let the people who are doing the work part 
because we get we get we get tons of opinions. But what we got here is people doing the work. We they need supporters. Yeah. So support them on on the social media outlets that which spreads the word quicker than ever, or just tell somebody what it is you saw, so that they will they will be again uh, intrigued enough to want to know. Hey, how do I participate in that? And whose life was changed? I know somebody similar who was in the same situation. We got all the stories that could go about this. So with that being the case, these are people doing the right thing when they, and they definitely need our back. Yeah, um, media and what you intake affects you in more ways, so many more ways you can even imagine. I liken it to going to Burger King every day after work and then expecting to have a six-pack it's not going to happen you have to be mindful of what you put into your system so you can get the best out if you have a heart and you give a damn and you care and you want to get involved no disrespect to any of these people making money but you can't watch the kardashians and loving hip-hop all the time and then expect to stay motivated when you're distracting yourself with this bullshit like i don't i don't see that well, I don't care if you go to McDonald's and order the goddamn salad. This salad ain't shit either. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just want you to understand. It ain't just about, hey, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm making better decisions. No, this salad got as many fucking calories as that goddamn burger. So anyway, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. feed yourself right. Uh, so we wanted to introduce you guys to a new diet, a new form of nutritional, psychological intake so you could take that and be inspired. And a lot of these shows for the ones that we're having now for disruption dismantle when you watch the shows it's not just this is the problem this is the problem see you next week is this is the problem this is what we did about it and it shows you there's actually a way to make change instead of just seeing the same thing over and over again and not being able to affect a different result we are up on our first break we're going to get some of these drinks and we're going to talk some more shit hold on one second hex got something nope go ahead you good all right, you, you ready? Take your, take the, the take people, I need state. you to get in front of the mic before I take ask you this. Case state. You ready? I need you to get in, ready? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> give me one. U-D-K.
trust. I wanna swim in your feelings. I wanna drown in your trust. I wanna put a bounty out on your love. I put you up on game when you was down in your luck. Teach you rules for show. Teach you do's and don't. Give a new approach. How to focus and get it. Cause any man can teach you how to open your legs. But take a real one to show you how to open the business. I wanna show you what the life really like. Cause baby girl, I swear you don't deserve you. And me, I wanna learn you. Inside and out, both business and personal. I could get you in the sheets, baby girl. Like it how you coming early like a curfew. And then I bounce right back, baby girl. Look, I ain't going out like that. Come on. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Uh, cash flow Harlem. We're losing my patience. Uh, so coming back from break, we were discussing what we were going to get into. And we're actually about to discuss something that's really near and dear to my heart that I've kind of taken uh, a shine to from Hex. This is his baby. Right. Uh, and we've tried to shine the light on different uh, young politicians and people who are coming up in the in the game, the policy government game. Right. And we're shining a light on the ones that we feel like are worthy enough to be a part of our AAU squad. Right. I really like that. Okay. I really like that term. Um, so last week we had Keena Collins out of Illinois, uh, and she's a mover and shaker, and she's trying to make a difference in her district and her community. And we have another entry coming up for the UDK AAU squad Hex This week we have Mr. Justin Fairfax Yes sir This young man is our Lieutenant Governor mm. Of the state of Virginia He is a graduate of DeMatha High School He is a graduate of Duke University mm. He is a graduate of uh, Columbia Law School mm. As the second African American To play a role in politics as a whole besides Douglas Wilder mm. in the state of Virginia there has been no other African American politicians mm. this is the second well, this, this is the second that seems crazy this is 2021 get you Google on get your Wikipedia on what's his name and again? The, what's, what's the, name again? His, once again we're talking about Mr. Justin Fairfax there you go now, when I say he's your lieutenant governor I know somebody was like what's that mean what's, he, what's that big deal he it's is the, deal. he's basically the vice president of yes. your state yes mm. you got your governor you got your lieutenant your lieutenant, uh, lieutenant, lieutenant governor. if I can yeah. get it right governor and once again he's, so he's, he basically plays the role of your vice president mm. now what's significant about this individual is he is an African American young man we talk about African American people who are in a political position Fact. to create change who are for the same things many of you are fighting for and would like to have addressed and so with his agenda he has a fascinating story first of all where I live is Fairfax County mm. Virginia mm. Justin That's Fairfax, Fairfax, Virginia. Justin Fairfax. Mm -hmm. Fairfax, Mr. Fairfax. Lord Fairfax owned the area Indeed. in Northern Virginia, right beside Maryland and D.C. Mm -hmm. This property belonged to this, this particular slave owner who owned Justin Fairfax's family. Talk wow. about it. Now, the significance of this is there's a whole presentation in which his father presented him with the paperwork in which the Fairfax, Lord Fairfax, presented their family when they freed their elders that has been passed down through the family. And he brings this to the ceremony 
when his when his son becomes lieutenant governor of mm. the state of Virginia, wow. mm. Mm. telling you, let me tell you who you come from. Let mm. me tell that you that shit will make me cry. I'm a little emotional. I'm, yeah, dead, I'm, I'm dead ass being serious uh, about that. Yeah, I'm a little emotional. You, yeah. you, you kind of matter, son. Yeah. You kind of matter. Yeah. You kind of, you know what I'm saying? You come from that stock. And at the end of the day, not only should you feel proud, but now recognize why it is it's so important that you continue to achieve your goal and reaching out and be trying to become a vessel for people who look like you, who need things that are done for them, mm. who are not going to ever do something that's going to hinder someone else, but it was definitely going to do something that's going to benefit your own people. Yeah. And the best thing about Justin Fairfax and what he's trying to accomplish is he's 42. So you don't have to have people trying to say he's a part of the old system, right? Right, right. Oh, he's he, he's all he's he's for minimum he's for for the fifteen dollar minimum wage opportunity. The growth for that change the increase. Mm. And we know they just got shot down, but, but at the same time, knowing where he's, where he stands, right, okay, right, He's for the Clean Air Act, and then again, make sure we can actually breathe out here. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to act like this climate change doesn't actually affect us. Mm -hmm. You know, so some of the, the most basic things, and so I, I really. I don't want to run you down his Wikipedia, but I want you to know as of as of a couple of days ago, he's put his hat in, in the race for for governor of mm. Virginia. So if you want to find out who was actually for some things you're for, putting you in a position so that you and your family can continue to grow, continue to become, continue to achieve the things you've been complaining about that we've all complained about. Mm, yeah. Now, once again, the newest member of our AAU squad, yeah, Justin yes, Fairfax, is one of those dudes, one of those guys who happens to think like you, but actually works in a circle that affects the rest of us. Yes, yes. We don't, uh, we don't put our stamp lightly. We don't, Put our weight behind people who we don't feel we don't feel like they're actually going to be about the business of change. Well, That's there's a lot of people that are uh, these days on the internet or you know trying to get clicks or views or whatever that will say whatever it is that will get them the most attention. And we're not built like that. We actually mean what we say. And I'm if we put our name behind someone then you know we've done our research and we know that it's real. We're talking about effective change. Yes. Not simply, oh, let's get a black guy in there. Oh, let's get a, get a sister in there. No, no, no. This is about people we research, people we want people to put their backing behind because we are putting our backing behind yeah. them. They represent what we are talking about. They represent what we are trying to do. And yeah, we ain't the biggest and the baddest right now. But we're here to absolutely let you know somebody's out there listening. Somebody's out here trying to push the push the party line along. Yes. Because especially as liberals, you don't get a lot of uh, radicalization you as can't. much as the other side likes to talk about radical you liberals. Can't. Yeah, you can't. It ain't really like that. And, we and, wanna be and, and let's just say the most important part, or I should say, one thing that I'm looking at is. This is local. Hey, yeah, yeah, hey, this one's local. Hey, yeah, I'm, yeah. That, that gets me a little excited about this. Yeah. Um, not knocking any or depreciating any of the future ones that we're going to do because that allows us to go across the country and hear about people affecting change in a region that's not even our region. And that excites me in its own way. Yeah. But um, he's from DeMatha, so we got to kind of, you know, <laughs> we got to kind of knock that a little bit come away on, from come on, man. But, come but, on, man. but, but uh, this, this guy here is affecting change in our region. And that really excites me. It gives us a chance to 
explore him, especially with Jay and Hex, you know, yeah. explore a guy in our region and stand behind and rally behind this person um, and, and follow his career as it goes along. Because yeah. la- last week we did Illinois. Yeah, Illinois. This week we doing doing VA. And VA. Let's keep, let's let's keep, keep it going. Let's keep it moving. It ain't, all, you know? it ain't all about us, but you know? it really feels good when it is. It does. Us. But, but you know what I mean? it yes, does. it does. Um, we take this very seriously. Absolutely. And we want y'all to, too. We want y'all to as well. I shouldn't say to. <laughs> we want you to as well. I had the same thing. Uh, uh, the purpose behind this podcast, a lot of people ask us why we do it. A lot of people ask, what's the point of the podcast and the things that we're saying? And we want to affect change. Ultimately, at the end of the day, we want equitable change. We want, uh, we want justice. We want truth. And being that we are in the position that we're in with the few people that are actually listening, shout out to everybody listening, we appreciate y'all. Um, we want to be able to get the word out about others that are in the field and, and taking the time to actually use their talents to make things better. And we want y'all to know about them too. And I'll, I'll, if anyone wants to know why we do this podcast, well, why I do this podcast, I want to make my uncle CA, my uncle Joel, my mother, proud. That's why I do this. Mm-hmm. Because of all the things they poured into me that it looked like that nigga wasn't listening for 20 years. <laughs> like, I want you to know, no, it wasn't. It didn't go in vain. Mm, Even perhaps. through ups and downs. Everything you poured into me, everything Hex's father poured into me, it all mattered. It all matters. Mm-hmm. It took root. Yeah. And because people have to know that the words they used weren't just left on the vine to die. That's fact. You know what I'm saying? That's people have fact. to know what their worth is and, and and why it was important that you made that last thing to say, hey, come over here. I need yeah. to talk to you. Yeah, you, you had the benefit and you had the blessing of having OGs. Yeah. You had people to give you guidance. Yeah. And I'm going to use that to segue into our next segment. Indeed. Yes, I did that. That's how that. Segway. The, the, the overarching theme. <laughs> the overarching theme today, outside of the AAU segment, has been media, and one of the uh, media we've been able to watch as a collective has been hip hop uncovered. Indeed, this particular piece of media has been able to highlight some of the movers and the shakers behind the scenes in hip hop and at first when I watched this I was like oh okay these are some of the the way they build it was like seem these are some of the the people who would you know regulate if shit got out of hand like that was them but it turned into more than that for me when I watched it it turned into a culture being passed along to another generation. That's what I saw when I watched it. Uh, you got the Deb Antonys, mm. you got the Big U's, yeah. Bimmy, yeah. Haitian Jack, for, yeah. for whatever it's worth. He's no. a very polarizing figure, but yes, he was, he was, he was OG. Right. And you have them, and they had a code. Yes. And they had a way of life that they passed on to other people who were able to be underneath of their umbrella. Yeah. And there's a void now. With that, and I don't know what I don't know if there's a correlation between the state of the culture now and their guidance, whether or not it's a reflection of the culture. No, just just not no, no. But the idea is the same thing about people in leadership that have unequivocally 
important spots in our culture. Mm-hmm. Being able to talk to power and talk to people who just don't understand how deep it really goes, that is really important. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be able to, when you tell the story of hip hop, there's certain names that just have to be mentioned. And not just mentioned, but this is how you got here. Yeah. And you just need to know them people. It's, and that's it's, it. It's funny because outside of, for me, outside of Bimmy, outside of Bimmy, most of these people I knew. Yeah. I heard about, I knew about, well, I didn't know Haitian Jack. Right. I knew about Haitian Jack. But they're in I all knew about songs. Big U. Yeah. Right. So Even when I'm watching. You, you did yeah. the song, it was like, oh. <laughs> I didn't know Big U was Big Draws. Yeah. Like, that's the that's the little stuff that it put up. And, and, in, and, and the funny thing to me is in other cultures, I, other cultures and other forms of music, I don't know if they have that. Like, do they have that in country or in, in rock and roll or do they have that like do they have a subsection where they have uh, knowledge that's drawn from people who came before them or I think they do but I think it comes in the line of like um, who's the guy from Interscope Um, Jimmy Iovine Jimmy Iovine kind of that super producer who kind of has been through everything and the greats from here to there Mm -hmm. there's that when it's a super producer type of spot uh, when you go back to um, to uh, talk about Sinatra and some of the mafia influence, you mm. get some of that. Yeah, but not like this. Like I don't know, our culture just kind of takes over everything, so it's kind of different to see. Yeah, this this to me is <clears throat> excuse me to me it's it's different because this is the sh- the streets actually coming to life. Yeah. They mm-hmm. they were building something that at at the time they had no idea what it was about to grow into. Thank you. Um which is it just makes it so unique. It, it just it, it's like a uh, real life what what is it? Art uh art imitating life. Like like it, life imitating like, art. Like, art. So, and th- and that's that's what it was for me. Um, uh, what was wild to me was it seemed like Bimmy is like the Forrest Gump of <laughs> that's so crazy of that's so crazy every, or, or soul or had something to say or knew somebody he's connected, was, to, everything. He's connected to every fucking thing yeah. that, that shit was a, and, and Big U don't get me wrong oh, was a part of a, salute, a whole bunch of shit to knocking motherfuckers out <laughs> at every level and Big U put this together so so we have to first salute yeah. Big U, yeah, nothing but respect yes. and love. Nothing but, um, but but it was uh, but but the whole Bimmy thing you know, with him just like randomly showing up every when they did when, when they showed my man in in yes. the in uh, Run DMC. Yeah, how many Gunner. judges knew that on late night? We, on on late said, night, yes, the, one of the biggest drug dealers in the <laughs> and was on, the, on stage. the stage, just doing the doing the hip hop stage. Man, that's just that was just dope. You know, it's just um, I didn't know. That the 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 history of hip hop as far as the the West Coast, I knew like you know East Coast, mm-hmm. you know I knew they had that that, that was the forefront. That's yeah. when this started. I didn't know how big of an impact LA hip hop had. I had no clue. And then when Biggie started breaking down the concerts, and then when the East Coast came there, and then that's the, I was blown away. And that's why hold on, I want you, I want Hex to say something about this too. And that's why I said. Uh, when we were on our our call and we were in the war room, mm-hmm. and I said, 
here is the thing about being our age mm-hmm. because it's a perfect age to really understand hip hop. Remember it all? Because I remember when Ice T did Six in the Morning. Right. Oh yeah. And Six in the Morning was the joint that absolutely set you up like, oh, the West Coast has something. Mm-hmm. The West Coast has something, and it, and it was like, so for other people who are a little bit younger, and it was like, oh, NWA. But that I heard six after, in the morning right. and King T and all that and the syndicate back then. Go ahead. Right. That came after. Um, but a tremendous, it, it, it was so remarkable about this whole um, documentary, man, is showing you the nuance of how everyone was connected. Mm. Yes. The domino of it all. It was just like, man, I was just, I was drawn. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm waiting for this next episode. It's like some old soap opera shit, right? And so, just the, the notion of, uh, like you said, my man, uh, Brimmy, who's a part of uh, Run DMC, and just being able to be in a position where he's asking Daryl Mack, can he even go on tour? Which is crazy. And for him to not only be cool with him, but at the same time, he's, him and LL was best of buddies. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So he's telling himself, he's kicking himself for not for not trademarking the GOAT when he yeah. called him the GOAT. And he's like, that's me. You know, like, uh. you're like, nigga, that's you too? You know what I'm saying? Like, every every little nuance was something that was was, it was the truth. Yeah. And and I think it had, the truth had been told. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not this. This was the truth. Not not the, the roundabout version. This is gonna give you some some heartache, some pain, some. I wish I didn't. But without without all of that, we don't have what we have. This was Crush Groove without the dancing and singing. Like mm. if you, if you wanted to make Crush Groove a documentary, right? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And not just New York centric. This is that. Like you really got to see like. Oh, when this happened here, that affected how they did things here. Right. These people, when, and I ha- again, I, I have to give Big U all the credit because he merges and weaves these stories together so perfectly right. that it's like, oh, I feel like I just watched 10 years of life. I feel like oh, I yeah. just watched 15 years, yeah. 20 years. And then you get to, you get to Nipsey? Come on, man. Like, you started way back on Run DMC, and then you take that all the way to Nipsey. Like, it's not that that's everything about hip hop, but if you just wanted a understanding of what hip hop is, and, mm-hmm. and what was so eloquent is also was how he was able to wrap the person with the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when you got the Haitian Jack part, you was getting it the made Tupac sense. part. Right, 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 right. Man, Tupac got shot. Oh. That's what it's about. That's yeah. what that line was you about. Know, you man, and and then to see somebody else's reaction, and to then how you have were, how they were portrayed on the album, not being able to say anything about it. Like he said, you know, I'm put in the position I can't even speak on this. It's, right, right. You know, that, man, it's just that's. But to have valid people talk about, no, nah, I'm standing with them. And can't nobody? Oh, yeah. And I know that I know that everyone here is valid on on the show, but when Big Dev tells you, "No, that's my man's," it means something different to me. Right. And again, I'm a hip hop head. I know I worked in the industry like you did as well. Mm-hmm. I know who Big Dev is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I'm an yes, East Coast man. dude. Yes, I've been in Atlanta. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Big Dev walk up to you, you'd be like, "Yes, man." Yes. That's what it is. Yes. It's not about like yeah like Nori laughed at the whole putting baby putting what you thought baby heroin, was yeah. on you, but it's heroin like that's a funny joke but at the same time ain't nothing to joke about about, about Big Dad oh no 
Hell no. Sacrifice. To be able to to be able to stand that tall in a room full of men as a woman and yeah, and them motherfuckers being there and they listen they hanging on every word because of who you are and the work that you put in. Shit. All the personal loss that she had. Yeah. All the people, you know, the 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 male figures are losing their sons and all that. I mean, even though it's not a (laughs) it's not a superhero story per se, but it's still, you know, you, you you feel good about somebody coming up from where she came from to be able to build uh, hip-hop into what it became or be a part of building hip-hop into what it became. And, and I felt like this was this was our ability to give just due to the architects yes. of hip-hop because it, I, I saw a lot on the internet where people were like, oh, you know, uh, this is self-snitching and, you know, all this in the third. And I'm like, these people deserve their kudos. Do like, you, you know, know the internet stories was, they didn't tell? Bruh. Fuck out of here talking about snitching. People, people on the internet were like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not even gonna get into it. Thank you. I'm but sorry. In, in in my head, when I looked at Drink Champs, yes. she, they did that podcast. In my mind, I'm thinking, you know how many people's lives were saved by the people in this room, bro? Do you know how many how many families have to give thanks and honor to these people because they made phone calls that they didn't necessarily have to make, but they did to make sure that people were alive? Like that's heavy. When, when these people who are retired from every street thing that they've been doing in their time, in their time, not now, and they're like, Deb's like, I still get 4 a.m. calls. Mm-hmm. Deb, somebody took my, hey, somebody took this and ran up on, bruh, they save lives on a regular Mm-hmm. And I know that's not fair to everyone. They're like, oh, well, well, you shouldn't live that kind of life. Fine. All right, cool. But this is real life. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, and real life is that the whole, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. The real life is that the whole music industry is run by the underworld, Whoa. not just hip hop. Imagine somebody calling you and be like, hey, you know so-and-so? And then your your response determines whether or not that person yes. lives. That's what I'm trying to say. Can you imagine? Hex, you know easy. Yeah, I know. All right, cool. And then that's the whole conversation. Or just but walk not right. knowing, right? Might, might not live. You, you might even live. But, <laughs> walk right. But you, but you get to walk right. But the, but the next day, I get to go home to my family because you said, "Yeah, I know, easy." Yeah. Do you imagine that type of pressure? Or like, I can't. Or, or like Big U seeing corrupt in the car when they was about about to go make a move. And yes. And he was with some tools, and he told him, "Get your ass out of the car." You know what I'm saying? It's just they grabbed that nigga by his collar. And, and this is a gangster rapper from Philly who moved to LA and got destroyed by the East Coast. And he said, that man grabbed me by my collar and pulled me up out of that car. There was a segment where they talked to a producer. I can't remember his name. And he said that he was the kid in the neighborhood that when he would go to certain parts of his neighborhood, they would shoot him away. Right, he would go to certain strips or certain blocks. Yeah, right. tell me, you, yeah. you can't even come down the street. And I related to that so much because growing up, partially that was me. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna say exactly where I grew up, but a part of where I grew up, there were sections where I had friends, and I would go to those sections to try to hang out, and they because they knew my family, yep. because they knew my grandfather, my grandmother, and because they respected them. When they saw me on that strip in that area, I had to get the fuck on. And honestly, some of it is about your grandmother and your grandfather. Another part of it is that 
they see something in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was when back when, and I'm I'm sorry, I'm kind of taking this part off, but some of it is about, hold up, this little nigga got 3.5. He got talent. He got 3.0. He got talent. He's doing the thing. Man, if you don't get your little ass out of here, like, <laughs> yes. like that's that's the that's the neighborhoods we grew up with. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That means something to us. And that's that code. Yes. That's that code. And that's why I asked at the beginning of the section, I'm like, is that the guidance that's missing for this generation? I know the generation has Instagram and they got Twitter and they got TikTok and they got all this shit. But is that's what's missing in this generation? But here's the thing. It does still happen. Kendrick talks about that shit on his stuff. But they like, hold up, ain't you, man? Come on, man. Mm-hmm. You can't be that. You can't be both sides. Go on. We we still got some. We still got some. They are the real ones, no doubt. Yeah. The problem is, is the system's not set up for real ones to, to be the majority of them. Mm-hmm. And and so unless you got the hottest record, and you also can actually talk about something else, mm-hmm. yeah, better way to put it, then you gonna get drowned. Yeah, mm, by the machine. So what that really means is at the end of the day, for those who are doing real stuff for real folk, make sure we support them even harder. Yeah. And if you have too many yes men around you, then you're big enough that the real ones don't even get to you. Yeah. Like, it's too much cushion of bullshit around you, and you end up with 24 carats in your head. Yep. Without a doubt. Yep. So. I, 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 we had this conversation off pod I don't trust anyone that doesn't have an unpopular opinion talk about I don't it. trust anybody that can't stand on their own two feet and argue something that they believe that nobody else believes yeah. I don't trust you because if you say yes to everything and you don't have your own opinion that the majority or the masses don't agree with then when it comes down to standing tall on your own two you're not going to be able to do it. Mm. So what happens when I'm telling you, hey, XYZ, I didn't do it. Or XYZ, I did this. And you believe me. And then when the majority comes at you and they say, hey, did Easy do this? Well, I don't know. I guess everybody else was saying he didn't. So no, nah, he no, nah, he didn't. Or he did do it. You can't stand on your own too. Somebody so, got to be able to speak for your character. That's a fact. That's a fact. And you got to be able to stand on your and own. And not the character that you used to be. The one you are. That's well, a fact. And that's, and that's different. Like, yeah, we all did dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? We all been in places where we've done things that there's so many stories I try not to tell because we appreciate it. It would make it. <laughs> no, it would, we all appreciate not, not, it. Not, not even those. Not even those. I'm talking about down bad stories. Right. Mm-hmm. There's nobody. Down bad stories that would make other people make assumptions about people whom I love. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't tell that because it will put you put myself in a position that's like, now I got to go explain to this person, hey, I, I, I told this story, right? Mm-hmm. And I know somebody's going to take it and try to twist it into this, that, and the other. But we all been down bad in some way. And you got to be able to... And you make bad decisions. And you got to be able to know when to give that information and when not and yeah. know how to stand on your own too and not worry about what anybody else is thinking. Yeah. And... Everybody who was in that room on this documentary was able to stand on their own too. Yeah, every single one of them. One of the amazing things to me was Dre when he pointed out that what was twenty three people had died in the four years that he worked in death row. Mm. So and he he listened to people talk about working in a stressful environment. (laughs) (laughs) 
Bro, I don't think you really understand. Like flex. Yeah. Yes, and also uh, uh, something else that they jumped off the page. But he counted them. He did. He, he did. Counted them. He did. Oh yeah. yeah. Something else that jumped off the page was uh, the beef between Puffy and um, and Suge. Yeah. And, uh, even though there were no interviews with them, I wonder how they feel at this day and time. How um, that animosity that they had towards one another. How they feel about how it affected hip hop moving forward. There was there was so much information. There was so much cultural shift in this documentary. I think they had what six. It was five or six, six episodes? episodes. Six, six episodes. episodes. I'm telling you. So I don't know that. I know they've had a few people on YouTube who have given their opinions on this. If you haven't watched, don't rely on that. Don't rely on the drink champs. No. Don't rely on somebody giving you a review or even us. Watch it for yourself because there's so much game in yes. this documentary. You have to watch it. And, hold on. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What I was going to say was. Um, it's not extortion. <laughs> That's an inside joke. That, that, is, that is an inside, is an inside joke. But I, but I will say, I can tell you this, and this is without knowing the man, without knowing the, the two men that were just named. You can look at Puff and see how it has affected him. His decisions. Whether they were right or wrong, whether they were just trying to be good dude or not or whatever. When he makes certain decisions, it changes the world. Mm. Like when you're a big enough person, it changes the world when yeah. you shift how you do things. Yeah. When Dre decided, I'm not going to be in death row, mm. that moves the world. Yeah. When Puff decides, and I know this sounds corny, when Puff decides, I'm brother love, that's a shift from the decisions I made as Puffy hurt people. Mm. and rippled through and may have killed my friend. Yeah. That's a recognition of that. Now, I'm not speaking for, for Suge. Suge can speak for himself, and I'm sure Suge has demonstrative things to say about it. But here's the thing. Without trying to create a new persona or whatever, I saw Puff change. Mm. I saw Puff run in blisters. Yeah. I saw Puff try to make revolt and, and make things in where we watch shows now <laughs> talk about shows that we watch mm. state we, of the culture indeed state of the culture and things like that um, we get how it's like no that's pain in that decision yeah you didn't just do this out of the love of your heart you did this because nigga I made some decisions he when had, I was young and hurt and I, he had a spiritual yeah. reckoning yeah, yeah he had a spiritual, spiritual reckoning. reckoning thank you Give them back. I think I think they did a, an outstanding job of giving you a full understanding of who the people were, mm-hmm. yeah, where they came from, their their only options, yeah, and the what I would call the ultimate blessing that they yeah. were in the environment of the most talented individuals to be around a new phenomenon, a new genre at. A brand new time. Like, I mean, I'm fascinated to know, like, there's 10, 12 people who are all, like, seriously the dopest artists ever. Yeah. And they were living around the corner from each other. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Golden age. I mean, Golden the age. connection, the, I'm telling you, it's, a, it's amazing. And when you put it together with the movies that, they, that we now people love and then saw the stories and the backstories as to why they matter, mm-hmm. that, that was fascinating. Because that's... Was- 
That's you being able to put together the why. Mm -hmm. you know, what would you estimate the top 100 hip-hop artists and how many of them have been touched by these these people? Top 100? I'm just saying not mm. most successful. I'm just talking about the top 100 hip-hop people. How they matter to and this how, world. how these people's lives right. touched all of them in one way or the other. Right. Yeah. I said that's how amount. incredible what Big U put together is. Yeah, uh, yeah, it'd be a huge, huge amount. And okay, I have to throw out this one quick. Um, they wanted uh, Jay Prince to be in it, but because Jay Prince was doing his own thing and doing his own movie, he couldn't be in it. Mm. And he, well, he said, "I could be in it, but I can't give you." What you, what want. you really want. Yeah, I can't get what you want. Which was fair. Mm -hmm. But understand, Jay Prince has a story too that's okay. coming through. Yeah, yeah, and we can't wait for that. And we're oh. going to give that a review. Um, we are on our last break. Sure. This has been awesome. Yeah, man, we actually. I'm going to need you to I'm change that clock. No, I can't change it time, brother. I know time is a spring forward, fall back. Is it spring, spring forward? We're spring I feel forward. Like we just fell spring back. forward. Yeah, so spring forward, fall back, but I can't give you another hour. Eastern's Daylight stand, Standard <laughs> Damn Time. Damn I don't know which one we on. EST. Yes, EST. Uh, we up on our last break. We're going to get a few more drinks and we're going to come back for our last segment. It's going to be pretty fun. I can't wait. Hex, give me one. U B K. I believe it. I believe it in my soul. I've been waiting just for you. You've been waiting just for me. I. Don't know another way that I can show you. I'd give up everything to get to know you. Is it us? Is it we? All the things we can be. I don't mind waiting for you. Yes, sir. Who bag is that? Damn. Yeah, it's Camper. 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 So, okay. Camper, he, he writes and produces for Brandy. Mm, and yeah, that's why. That, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Now. And when I when I found his music, it I guess he does it like for fun. 
he makes songs for fun. Right. But he had a joint with Brandy. And I was like, oh, this shit, I'm going to play that just full transparency. I'm going to play that going out. Right. But he has a joint with Brandy. And when I heard his music, I was like, oh, this is dope. And then when I went to his page, he didn't have hardly anybody even really paying attention. And I was like, this music is dope. Why are you not? What's Sorry. going on? Yeah. Why are you special. not you? Special. Yeah. Oh, so, so thoughts and opinions? Hex from the from the Hexpert. The songwriter. R&B is back. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all paying attention to the radio, man, there's some cats out here that's got records that are just unbelievably talented. They're not, it's not a gimmick. It's not a game. Mm-hmm. It's not the sit-ups. It's the voice. Yeah. It's not the hair. It's the talent. And that's what's been missing for a minute. Yeah. Right there, that kid right there, boy. <laughs> because, again, if that's his demo work, because that's what you would call it. If he's really just a writer, that's his own demo work. And mm-hmm. I rock with him. But, I, man, yeah, he got one there. Yeah. I see? Got, I got to tell you. Yeah, see? There, yeah, because this thank you. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Anybody who ever worked around or in the industry, it's a feeling you get when you hear something you like, God damn it, somebody Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to go back to like when Tyrese did Shame. Oh, Shame was. Ooh. It's not that he wasn't already a star, but it felt like he went back to if nobody know who I am, let me put this on you. Right. And you hear that, and it was like, oh, this you must be working for E One right now. Like this ain't this ain't. I'm trying to blow something up. This is like, nah, I'm just going to write some shit right here. You can't never erase this. Mm-hmm. If if you are out there, and I say this every week, almost every week. Pretty much. If you have talent, please send it to us. Um, oh, email. Info. Yes. Write this down. You ready? If you got talent, write this down. Info. If you don't, then just go ahead and skip ahead. <laughs> Info at udkpodcast.com. Send us an email. It does work. We do get it. If you got some joints, if you got some heat, send it to that email address, info at udkpodcast.com, and I promise you, if it's hot, I will play it. Now, how we react to it, if I like it, if I like it, then I know it's going to get past everybody else on the pod. I know it's going to get past the rest of the squad. So if you send it to me and I don't play it, we, 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 it is what it is. There are limitations. Yes. So sorry yes. for you. Yeah, we yeah. Pre- the new minimum wage is going to be going up pretty soon. Um, so we have been focusing on media, and that has been the theme of the show. And most of the media that we have been covering has been things of pure substance, things that will stimulate the mind, things that will be good and educational for the soul. This one ain't that, though. This one ain't that. This one, we're going to have a little bit of fun. This one is uh, Coming to America came out last Coming week? to. Coming to America, America 2. Uh, how do you say it's it? coming to, to America. America. Okay, it's coming to number two. To America. Um, came out, was it last week? week before? Last week. Last week. Uh, we have all seen it. Yes. Everybody's seen it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like we usually do, I like to allow people to give ratings in their their. Thoughts and feelings on the body of work that we've watched. Jr. Scale of one to ten, what would you give coming to America? I want to give it an eight. That's a nice number. Okay. And, That's a nice number. And, and, no, we'll describe. We'll, we'll describe later. later. But this is where we'll start. Go around. Go yeah. around. Okay. Eight. Hex. I'm going eight. Eight. Okay. Seven point five. 
It's always got to be one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always one. And I gave it an 8.5. I will give it an 8. And that's how all of this sounds eight. like everybody is like, okay. But when we start talking about it, it's going to be like wildly different why everybody got to their number. <laughs> yeah. JR, JR, how did you get to your number? Well, I got to my number, um, first of all, by... Um, I guess you hear a lot of the reviews prior to watching it um, from people who who had previously uh, previewed it or actually watched it before you did. What I came to understand was um, something I often say. I don't always have to laugh out loud to be entertained. That's a fact. Okay. That's a fact. And I I find certain certain comedians, I'm going to give you an example like Kevin Hart. Doesn't really make me laugh, but he keeps me entertained. Mm. He keeps me he keeps me locked into what he's saying, and I'm still entertained at the end of the day. But I'm not cracking up laughing. So when I when I when I looked at this um, this movie um, being a sequel, um, I just I just saw it as a situation of um, I, I I like them jumping back to a lot of the. Um, the people from the past, mm. um, you know, whether it was the Salt and Peppers or the Gladys Knights, um, that was dope. you know, that was dope. I, I, I like how they incorporated that. But I, I try to think of uh, someone from, um, you know, a younger person watching it who really wasn't engaged in the first episode because they weren't around at the mm-hmm. time. And I, and I say to myself, how would they look at it? And they might be like, really, really? They may not, they may not get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for myself, I think that they, uh, kind of tied in it and kept it very informative. It, 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 and it was quick. It was to the point. It wasn't yeah. something that drug dragged on or you felt like, you know, um, it, like where, where are we going with this? Mm-hmm. It, it just like, it got right to the point. And even the silly parts, you got so quickly to the point that you said, okay, well, you know, this is this is what this is, and I took it for what it was, and I I was entertained more so than you know floored by it. I dig, I dig. Uh, Hex, how did you get to your number? Uh, first of all, uh, couldn't wait to hear it. Couldn't wait to see it. Um, thoroughly entertained, thoroughly entertained, and it was nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was telling some people it's amazing because. When's the last time you've seen a sequel that dropped 33 years later? Damn, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, that's the fascinating part like Godfather 3. And the people who were around to do it. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, the only person missing was the mother, you know, was his mom's from mm-hmm. it. And uh, it, it was, I, I was torn because I think I, I was sitting on the edge of my seat and I had so much anticipation. Mm-hmm. I think I'm doing. I, I just throw this out there. I'm doing the same thing with this last Friday that's going to come out. Oh, I can't yeah, wait. So same I, way. I can't wait. Just so ant for what we've seen in the past that you find yourself in a situation where you kind of already have some heightened expectations. Mm-hmm. And it was. And it was a great movie. Um, great, great cast. They had great points. Mm-hmm. And but. And, they, and as far as when I say points, I mean like the way they were able to bring things together to, yeah. to show you the right, right, right. the last part that goes with, the, with why they're doing it now. It makes sense. It makes sense. Like, you know, for me personally, the whole the, the premise of it was what was funny. Mm-hmm. The finding out that what happened to him and Leslie Jones. <laughs> oh my god! Have the son is what what sets the movie off already. Uh, so now I'm with it. Now you got me on board. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying so. Uh, you know, but again, I, I think at, I was saying in the in the war room, 
we can't. It's tough to you know for those of us who are old enough to remember it when we were a certain age as right. teenagers or whatever. Right. Then we remember also there weren't even any really black movies out. Oh yeah. So yeah. when all you had ever had was every three to four years in between, we had Bust and Loose, we had our Stir Crazy, we had uh, Forty Eight Hours. And trading places, yeah, right. and those are just and all, all, all of which featuring Eddie Murphy, right? <laughs> so we get this one, we get the superhero. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like man, we don't, we didn't really have the opportunity to even to think of it like what's next because mm. it was like this is the greatest thing on earth when they when we even got a movie. And to be fair, Stir Crazy ain't a black movie. No, no. It, but no, that's no, what happens no, in that time, that era. I'm not you know, talking about you. I just right. want all us to know that we were so. Hype to have a black man. Right. It, it was just that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Irv, how did you get to the number that you came to? Nizzle. So I'm, I'm, I'm with Hex. It was a nostalgic movie for me, <clears throat> and it was the the uh, all the Easter eggs that referenced the yeah. first movie was yeah. was just really dope, you know. But, but uh, it was. I'm respecting it for what it is. I mean, it, this, it's not like this, it's not like this joint is going to get an Oscar. <laughs> no, <laughs> they wrong. Right. Man, um, and there was, I mean, to me, Leslie Jones was just a, a, a scene stealer in this joint. It seemed like yeah. every scene that she was in, it, it was one of the funnier moments mm-hmm. in the movie. Right. Um, it, it, the references, the the old folks, the the how beautiful Sherry Headley still is today. <laughs> she aged great, didn't yeah, she? And, she aged great, and. And I'll just I'll give a shout out to Vanessa Bell Conway. <laughs> Hold on, how you going? Wait, 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 wait. There we go. I'm, I'm shouting. I'm giving that? her a shout out for <laughs> still being able to stand on one leg and walk dog after all this fucking time. Yeah, that's all right. uh, KG, how did you get to the number that you came to? The utter disrespect. How okay. you know? Okay. So, you like. Honestly, I'm gonna tell you this because. I heard all these reviews about everybody saying, oh, it's not so funny and this, that, and the other. And somebody, my brother, told me, he was like, yeah, but what's the ages of the people who are saying it's mm. not so funny? Mm. My, my my brother, uh, Easy, told me that. And I was yeah. like, okay, so, and I saw a lot of older people who were saying the same thing too. And I was like, hold up, what did y'all expect? That's fact. And I had to, I had to, because before I got to it, and that's just fortunate for me, I got to it and I was like, this ain't Friday. This ain't have a laugh every 30 seconds. This is coming to America over the top for everything. Everything is an exaggerated joke about that type of person. Right. And for me, it was just like, oh, I think I see it for what it's supposed to be. It's a complete homage to what the first one was. Yeah. And all the jokes fell in line for me perfectly. Yes. And maybe I just missed something and it's like, yeah, maybe it's not as funny only because you already understand the joke. Yeah. Yeah. But I just kind of got it. And I thought it was like, it was like watching Eddie Murphy do, if he could do uh, Harlem Nights part two. Mm-hmm. But you can't because so many people are dead. It was like, yo, if you just do it, it's like, who you gonna shoot in pink toe? <laughs> Somebody gonna get shot in pink toe. But it was like, yeah, it can't be as funny as that one. Right. But I wanted to know the story. Right. And maybe I'm just crazy like that. Like I'm one of those weird ass people who enjoyed 
Godfather 3. Not because it was as dramatic or crazy, but because it told me the end of the story. Mm. And that was all I wanted from it was to be like, hey, give me some callbacks. That's called fan service mm. in, in, in yep. the nation. And I wanted to understand, like, so what happened? And that was it. I didn't need much more from that. And I just thought it was really dope in the way it did that. There was, so for, for my rating, it, I was conflicted. I would have given it actually a higher rating, but I had to kind of take some away because of the setting that I saw it in. So when yes. I watched Thank the movie, you didn't like Rick Ross's house, is what you saying? No, first, no, I no. love Rick Ross's house. By the way, I did. I love. I love that. I didn't like his acting, but we'll get into that later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, but the 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 way that the script and the movie was set up, it was set up to be seen in a theater. Indeed. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. But this is not their fault because the of COVID, the pandemic, the beats, and the way that the, the they call them pops, the pops were created. For audience response, the audience was me and my wife. Right. So when she was watching it, it was my idea to watch it. So she was, eh, that's, that's funny. And I was, you know, I was enthralled. She wasn't so much, but I could tell in the way that the script was written, it was written for a theater. So when I'm watching it, I gave the kind of a pass mm. because of that. But at the same token, it kept me captivated because of the story. Yeah. Because I get I got to revisit these characters that I grew to love over this three decades right. of watching the same story over and over and over. And when I got to see where they had progressed to, I was just in awe. I was just I just loved it. They didn't have to make me I'm I'm glad that there were some parts that made me laugh. Leslie Jones made me laugh. Michael Blackson made me laugh. Yeah. Uh, Arsenio Hall did his thing. He, I think him and um, him and uh, uh, what's the the dude? What's his name? What's the uncle? No. Oh, um, Tracy Morgan. Tracy. Yeah. Morgan. yeah. Him and Tracy Morgan. Their interactions w were hilarious to me. Uh, but the continuation of the story just kept me engaged. It kept me enthralled, and I didn't even realize I wasn't really laughing out loud until like halfway through the movie. I was like, I'm not really laughing out loud, but I love every second of this because I feel like I'm visiting. A relative that haven't seen in a while, and you know that's called fan service. And that's yes. when you just give a call back, and it's like if you in the know, you get it. Sure. And that was the thing about um, everybody who was involved; they just brought it back to the feeling of th of the first thing. And it was like, damn, that's so dope. Leslie Jones was amazing new energy mm. um it was great to see her because i think she's just funny anytime but i really enjoyed the fact that it was just like i'm not trying to recreate the wheel this is just us telling you the rest of the story mm. not trying to make up hey can we just step and fetch it and make it something it was just Hey, we just do the over-the-top things about what it mm -hmm. is. So, I thought it was super dope with all of the characters that they brought back, but I wanted to ask all of us, who or uh, were some of the characters that didn't come back that you would have liked to have seen? Um, I, for me, I'm going to have to go. What was... um. What was Lisa's so boyfriend name? Glow. What was his name? So glow. I knew yeah, exactly Solo. Yeah, Solo. Yeah, him. Yeah, I, I would like to have Eric seen Eric something. Yeah, Eric I would like to have seen him maybe like back in New York when they came back, like him to be like downtrodden. 
They you know said it was like supposed Vegas to be like the, the idea was they were supposed to they were supposed to show something uh, on TV in the background of a Soul Glow commercial, yeah. it, but it didn't <laughs> make something there. Uh, I think there's something there about it. I just I I, I didn't see it. I'll have to watch it again. But yeah, I would like to have seen that, and and maybe aside from him. They, the sister, maybe they didn't have Eric Lasalle. They had the Soul Glow billboard up. Maybe that's what oh, they had okay. that okay. in the restaurant. Okay, 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 okay. But I have to tell you one thing that is not an exact uh, answer to you. I wanted to see if they were going to <laughs> just talk about like uh, McDowell's and how McDowell's came up now. Because of this, and they, I, I didn't really see that like too much. The beginning, they did have a McDonald's, but they had one in Zamunda. But I was like, oh, yeah, in New York, what was it like in, in New, New York? York? Like, did it still succeed, or did it only make it in? Zamunda? So was it like a specialized yeah. restaurant in Zamunda, yeah, or did it continue to be a franchise? Yeah, it was like, oh, we we don't even mess with McDonald's out oh. here. We do we do McDonald's. You know who else I wanted to see? I, I, they probably wouldn't be able to, to get him, but Sam Jackson. Yeah. Sam Jackson. Yeah. I would like to see the criminal that I would like to see him like in working at the McDowell's. Yeah. In, in, in <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they bought they bought a uh, uh, sexual chocolate back. Oh, and and, yeah. and and we are family. You know that that uh, hey, that was that was still kind of I was hilarious ready for to that. me. I wasn't ready for that when they brought uh, Randy Watson. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't see it coming. They brought in Randy Watson. I was like, oh hell no. That was that was uh, a. Perfect moment. Yeah, we <laughs> were just waiting on that. We were waiting on sexy chocolate. But I was, I was hoping they were going, the landlord was going to come back. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. he's still kicking it in the yellow <laughs> with the neon sign up yeah. since you know saying since Arsenio said it yeah. off when he wasn't supposed to. That's what I was hoping I was going to say. Oh, yeah. And, I, and as a personal thing, because Easy and I both had the same thing about. I never thought I was going when I saw the previews. I saw who's going to be the son, and I was like, yeah, I don't really like him and stuff. I don't think he's untalented. It was just like, I don't really like him and stuff. And then, like, 10 minutes into it, and he changes his hair, and I'm like, okay, I'm all right, I'm all right with him. I like him. I liked him, I liked I liked him, him. in yeah. that spot. Yeah. I, and here's the thing the first, well, I can't say the first, one of the old copies of the way the script was going to be. Tracy Morgan was supposed to be the son. Stop playing. Right. And serious? that would never have I'm worked. I'm glad you grabbed that shit. Absolutely. Oh my God. Absolutely. Oh my God. But you can understand. Was too old. But, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But you can also understand at the same time that Eddie would have loved to play off of Tracy in that way. Now, I don't love Tracy's stand up, but I think Tracy's a funny ass dude. The same way I look at um, Mike. Mike, um, Mike Blackson. Michael Blackson. No, 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 no. Mike Epps. Mike Epps. Michael Blackson. I think Mike Epps is one of the funniest people in yeah. the world. But I don't like his stand up. I like Michael Blackson's short little cameo. Yeah. And I wish that every time Rick Ross had any kind of screen time, okay. they would have yeah. taken away from him and gave it to Michael Blackson. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I stop can't, talking about my top ten. I can't. Rapper. I cannot stress that, that enough. I, I understand they use his that. house. I get that. Shout out to Ross. Yeah. <laughs> as a, as an MC, hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As an actor, yeah, not so I'm much. gonna move on. Yeah, yeah. This, this we all got to start somewhere. Stick a wing stop. Yeah. <laughs> stop. Stick a wing stop. But you know, whatever. Uh, so, I, I give them a lot of props for even attempting a sequel in this um, yeah. because this was not it took balls. Yeah, this was not exactly the ideal uh, movie to create a sequel 
off of. And I thought that they did as good as could be expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I think that they did it in a timely enough fashion. Because if this thing dra- dragged along, it would have been a disaster. I like the fact that they gave another shout out to trading places. Okay. Did you Thank see that you. scene Thank where they had trading places? And that was exactly what was I was going to say. Was so dope. Trading places would have been so much easier to do right now. Right. Facts. And they decided Facts. to do this. It was like, mm, mm. I get it. I mean, it might be coming. I was no, about to say. Might. I was about to say. You know, if Eddie, if this happens to get to you, and you happen to hear our plea, he just so wonderful. For how many? Bring years. back Billy Ray. Bring back Billy Ray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many millions he sell this one for? Brother, you are the most righteous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get the fuck out. If we could just get another one of those, Billy Ray Valentine. <laughs> If we get another one, we would appreciate it. Uh, we've given our review. Uh, it wasn't really spoiler filled. It was a little bit of spoiler, but y'all should have seen this yeah. shit by now, man. Go, yeah, order it, man. It's on on demand. It's free. Get the shit. Is it free? Not free, but I'm saying if you already are a part of Amazon, oh yeah, like yeah. everybody in the world, not everybody. I'm sorry, <laughs> um, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to cut it that for the increases from this point. <laughs> I want to miss, miss, miss <laughs> Let's keep it real, um, G. But this is for the people who want that Bezos cut out. Um, so, yeah, I'm um, just saying, like, for real, it's it's kind of available for people. If you sign up for Amazon uh, this week using the promo code, <laughs> you, you too. You can pay the full price for it if you'd like. You can watch exactly <laughs> we got you. for their price. Oh, man. Um, we uh, This has been a wonderful pod. It's been a little bit different than what we usually do. Uh, uh, we're going to go through our shout outs, but yeah. real quick, uh, to harken back to what we said in the first couple, I know we've had a lot of fun in this segment, but to harken back to what we said to the first and second segments, be mindful of what you put in your spirit and be mm. mindful of what you, you consume. And that's not just food. Uh, and this is a good thing to consume. It is funny and it, it's well made. And you going to enjoy it. Don't don't listen to what other people say. I saw some reviews too of people bashing it before it even came out. Don't listen to that. You watch it for yourself and see if you enjoy it. Jr. Shout outs. Shout outs. Um, hey, I'm hoping uh, we we just we got some news that uh, the marvelous one, Marvin Hagler, has passed away. Oh, that's um, I did and, um, shout out shout out to him and his family um, to him. everything and. Um, you you were definitely a, a king in the game. Um, also, um, as we always do, I always want to say to our AAU uh, new player yeah. that we have here yes, now, sir. Mr. Justin Fairfax. Yes, sir. Um, hey, I see you. I see you. You on the radar? We see you, and I'm, I'm sure Hex, because you in his neighborhood, is going to be keeping <laughs> a sharp eye on you, buddy. That's definitely. Uh, shout out! To, shout out to Justin Fairfax. Everything you're trying to do, I hope everyone will support him. Who is in the state of Virginia? Who recognizes he's running for the governor? Uh, it would be a wonderful thing to have us a second African American governor yes, who yes, is like minded as yourself, and again, is fighting for everything that you also have an interest in. Once again, definitely encourage you to Google him, uh, look his Wikipedia up. Find out about what and in the midst of that Wikipedia again, you know you're gonna be able to get everything from when he was born to what he what he did yesterday. <laughs> and so uh, again, there's been some points and times that uh, again people have uh, tried to uh, sh- show him in a negative light, <clears throat> and he's going through a few things. But again, at the same time as you'll see here today, there's a number of people who are trying to make sure that right 
uh, is what comes out at the top at the end of the day, and uh, that his name is not slandered in any further way. Uh, but for everybody who's listening to the podcast, supports the podcast, is recognizing again what we're trying to do. Again, educate, educate, enlighten, and entertain. Uh, yeah. Please continue to to, uh, to rock with us. Yeah, we appreciate it. Irv, shout outs. Uh, I want to shout out to the fam. Love y'all. Uh, my wife, my daughters, uh, my mom, dad, sister, brother, just uh, my, my aunts, my grandma. Everybody is just, you know, I just love y'all to death. Um, I can't wait to see y'all for us to be together as a unit like we normally are once this pandemic yeah. and all this bullshit is, is, is past us. We yes. going to Myrtle Beach. Yeah, we going yes. to Myrtle Beach. And I, I also want to <laughs> shout out my man Dak Prescott for filming oh my God. motherfucking bag. Yeah, you are 60. Dak, as a human being, I appreciate what you're yeah. going through and yeah. I wish nothing be- but the best man as a person. Yes. Your I, team. I, I okay, moving on. Moving on. All right, so um, I literally did. <laughs> So, for one, this is my first time hearing about the Marlon Hagler thing, and we do our shit in real time. So, that's hurtful as hell. That was one of my father's favorite boxers. Like, I watched everything Marvin Hagler did, um, including his breakdown of being like, oh, y'all stole that Stevie, that um, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard fight from me? Fine. I'm I'm leaving. Um... I really admired that dude, how tough he was, how immense he was. He just was a lot to me. But I also want to talk about, um, shout out to my Gullah Geechee family. Um, it's a lot, man. When you got to really look back at your past and see how well you could have taken a thing and not know how it actually plays out in the in the future that could have been a powerhouse you know the between the islands and everything else and just the property that black on, black owners had at the mm-hmm. time it just reminds me so much of growing up in the DC area and seeing people lose homes that they paid 50 grand for mm-hmm. that are worth millions right now just because of their proximity um, it's hurtful. And um, anyway, I'm not trying to break it down. I'm just trying to say, people, learn history. Understand what people are trying to do in and around you. And, you know what I'm saying, pay attention. Yes. Shout out to uh, Sterling Brown. Yes. Shout Sterling out to Soldat O'Brien. Yes. Shout out to anybody who is in this media thing. Uh, Angela Rye. Shout out to anybody who's in this media thing that's trying queen, to really speak, speak truth to power and is not concerned with conforming to what mainstream media wants you to say and knowing that the things you have to say are more important than a paycheck. Even though you got to get your money, I dig it. But sometimes speaking up for what's right is more important than speaking up for what's going to get you paid. Um, shout out to anybody listening to this podcast Shout out to anybody who has listened to this podcast Shout out to anybody who has bookmarked this podcast I'm going to listen to it later Listen to it. it was like oh shit this shit is dope And then they pass it on to somebody else And they said oh shit this is dope We love you we appreciate you And we're going to do this again next week Guess why because y'all can't get rid of us Hex U-D-K
so jelly Hazy moons and starless saints Miss you, girl Lead the way Navigate me Cause I should be sleeping I should be sleeping Next to you, see, girl You're the air I'm breathing I should be sleeping But you